welcome to at Madison Coach and Madison TV's Words Fitly Spoken Podcast. Hello there, I'm Coach Sandra, and I'm the host of Words Fitly Spoken Podcast. Words Fitly Spoken are words spoken at the right time for your encouragement and enrichment. On this podcast, we will deal with emotional and mental wellness by talking about the conflicts we have in our everyday relationships, whether at home, work, school, and the community. Stop in to hear some helpful words that create awareness about your emotional health. Welcome, welcome, welcome back in to Words Fitly Spoken, the podcast dealing with emotional and mental health support. So as we talk about Take 5, we're going to introduce you to these five things, and they are practice stillness, find your calm, check your confidence. What do we want to do fourth? Fourth, we want to have trust in our relationships. Ooh, the T word. And ourselves. Oh, relationship and self-trust. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So... Why would trust be such a major thing for my, why is it important for my emotional health? If you don't trust your surroundings, if you don't trust the people that you are with, you are constantly going to be on guard. You never feel safe. You never feel like you can just take a breath and settle down and truly be able to work on these things like we're talking about. Right. Because you're constantly battling this inner voice that's saying you're in danger and you can't relax and that is so hard to be able to work on anything else when your brain is completely occupied with not trusting anything around you not trusting your environment parents friends school whatever it is if we don't have that in our environment we truly can't get to the root of you know why these miscommunications are why these messy conversations are happening it's good Excellent. Excellent. Um, Yeah. Trust is major. It is a major piece. And like we were talking about, as Maddie's sharing, I'm thinking about confidence the whole time when you're talking about trust. So when our confidence is fragile, our trust is going to be little to nothing. Yeah. So each one of us have to examine what is going on in that trust relationship. Now, Trust is not a given. I think sometimes we put people in situations to where you have to trust me. No, we don't. We don't. And and so sometimes we go through the piece, too, of saying, you know, trust is earned and all of these things. And we work on it, right? We need to be willing to work on it. Each one of us, we have to have people we trust. We have to be able to trust ourselves. Am I always making the right decision for me? No. Sometimes uh, I'm not thinking clearly about what happens because the decision I make for me does affect maybe Maddie at some point or another, right? Because trust of myself does in fact affect my environment as well and the people around me. So just as I think that confidence is a renewable energy Trust has its own 
particulars about it. It is a very interesting thing that is not a guarantee. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not owed to us either. I think sometimes that happens where we will get into situations. Well, why wouldn't you trust me? Yeah. You know, I, I never failed you. I never, well, we each, we're dealing with things and, and finding different stages of our relationship. So right now, um, maybe because of a conflict, say that Maddie and I are having, we decide to work on it. We believe the relationship's worth it. I'm not going to go to 120% trust of Maddie. No. Uh, it's going to, it takes, I'm going to go to bite-sized pieces. Now, it might be 30% for me, and she might go to her section of trust. It might be 40 to 60. Yeah. Right? Or she may want to start at five. She does not have to do trust the same way I do trust. Absolutely. A That's lot of a really times we think that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I trust you, so you should trust me. That's not a given. Mm-hmm. We have to stop putting people in situations so that we can be in control. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because you and I haven't had the same experiences with trust. And so another thing that I think parents don't really understand why their kids won't immediately trust them because they're not really looking at their own actions. Okay. What have you, what have I shown my child to not trust me? That's good. And I think that's really hard to, you know, delve into yourself like that. Mhm. But as a parent, if your child isn't trusting you, there was probably a reason why. Something they saw, heard, you know, an experience that they had that is making them not be able to trust you, not tell you things, you know, things like that. And I think that that in the family life is something that is, like, really, really needed is, you know, trust between the parent and the child. Absolutely. And I love that you bring it up and the way you bring it up because it still it goes right back to that place of saying – we just assume because you trusted me as a toddler, you're going to trust me at 14. Yeah. Nope. They've transitioned from a toddler. They're no longer a toddler. They're now 14. And the trust faded. Simply going in and saying, a parent can do this if you really want to work on real relationships. I'm going to go and I'm going to ask my 14-year-old, is there something that you can identify that happened in our relationship that caused you not to trust me as much? Don't go threatening. Just mm-hmm. go with the curiosity. Hey, is there something that happened? Did I do something? Did I say something? Sometimes it's a misunderstanding. But because it's never talked about, it's never resolved. Yeah. And so that trust is thinner and thinner and thinner as that young person gets older. Mm-hmm. And then in a lot of situations, the relationship's completely broken mm-hmm. because we never talked about the lack of trust. Yeah. We never stopped to deal with it. So dealing with it, asking questions, being teachable. So the parent, the adult, teacher, um, whether you're a parent, those who work with young people in crisis, we got to be willing to, to grow too, yeah. right? I got to be willing to ask myself, is the relationship important? And if it is important, because it is important, I'm going to do whatever I need to do, which means being uncomfortable, asking that tough question, what is it that you think happened? 
Sometimes it's a misunderstanding. Sometimes it's I'm with some friends and my friends, they don't trust their parents, so I think I'm not supposed to trust mine. It could be anything, right? It could be, you know, you you told me to be nice to people um, no matter where we're at, but we were out at the restaurant that one day and you were so rude. And your rudeness toward that waitress just really turned me off. I felt like you have two faces. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to deal with you with two faces. Yeah, absolutely. And it could be something like that where you did something. Hey, and something like that, Maddie, you can fix that. Mm-hmm. You can fix it. You can admit you were wrong. You can even go back to the restaurant, find that waitress, and say, I, I was rude. I was disrespectful to you. Yeah. And let your daughter or your son or whoever see that. Oh, some people might feel like, oh, that's just too far. We shouldn't have to do all of that. If the relationship worth it, if it's worth it, you're going to do all that and more. Yeah, absolutely. Because you cannot put a, well, I'm only going to do this much for our relationship. Yeah, that's that's not a good thing. I don't want to be in a relationship with anyone where you're going to put a limit on how much you're going to change, how much you're going to grow. Yeah. Because a real relationship, parent-child, romantic relationship, business relationships, it's about all of us growing together. And the only and if someone is not growing on the other side of the relationship, they're dead. Yeah, absolutely. And if the other person is dead on the other side of the relationship, you don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. You are by yourself. Yeah. And you need to recognize that. Yeah. That's heavy. Yeah, absolutely it is. <laughs> and this is trust. Yeah. Right? Again, the trust of the relationship, the trust of yourself, the trust in the other person. Remember, all of these things that we're talking about, they're actually on cards that you can go on our website and you can get your own copy of this be- these, these cards, because they are absolutely helpful. You can always have them as a reminder. So the last point, what's the last point, Maddie? The last point is addressing the elephant in the room. What? <laughs> the elephant in the room. I don't see any elephants. <laughs> what is that about? All right. So, I mean, the elephant in the room is any conflict that you have with somebody else. It could be extremely small. Like, I don't like the way you put the dishes away. Or something really big, you know, you completely broke my trust and we need to talk about it because this relationship can't go on any longer when I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. Excellent. I love that. Um, An elephant in the room can be a small issue, Mm -hmm. but it's a big deal. Yeah. It is a big deal, and that's why we call it dealing with the elephant in the room. In the past, I've heard this statement made, which reminds me of the elephant in the room idea, is that when some of the old relatives, the older, the seniors, they would say the phrase, you know, we're just going to sweep that under the rug. Sweep that under the rug. Sweep that under the rug. And as a coach and a counselor, what I now have to process with people is you guys have swept so much under the rug that people are tripping and they're breaking their neck. 
We can't live like that anymore. We can't sweep things under the rug and we can't avoid these elephants. Yeah. Right. They are present. They are necessary. We need to talk about them. We need, we need it for, cause like, so if we, if we don't deal with the elephant in the room, I can't practice stillness. I can't find my calm. I'm not going to have healthy confidence or trust. And then, so that's if I go that direction. If I start, right, if I start with practicing stillness, finding my calm, checking my confidence, and learning to trust, I'm going to be able to, I'm going to have the skills that help me deal with the elephant. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Wow. So again, so coming from the elephant in the room, going backwards, and then going forward to face the elephant in the room. Yeah. So incredibly important about dealing with the topics. What do we need for our wellness? Absolutely. Right? We have to deal with these topics where the elephant in the room could be this person has continually told lies. They've been lying. Everybody knows that the person is lying. The person who does the lying, they know they're lying. But they're hoping no one's going to call them out on it. Mm -hmm. They're going to pretend and continue to pretend until they're called out. Yeah. So if I'm working through the steps, I'm going to be more comfortable, more loving, more kind about dealing with that elephant in the room. Hello, loved one. We need to talk about the lying. Yeah. It's affecting the whole family. Yeah. And uh, there's another point. There's a bad way to deal with the elephant in the room. Okay. You know, Tell you us can, about that. You can yell and be angry, you know, have these conversations where. Attack? Yeah, attack them. And that's why these cards and, you know, take five is so important because we're not just addressing the elephant in the room just with anger and and emotional, like, things. We really need to be able to practice stillness. Yeah. And go back to that calm, like, aura where we're not just attacking the person. Absolutely. You're not making them feel bad about mm -hmm. what they're doing. Yeah. You're doing that because you want to salvage the relationship. Right. And you think that without doing this, you're not going to be able to have the relationship. Right. But it's really hard to have a conversation where it's productive without being calm, confidence, and trust. Mm. So I love how you were saying that, that it's not about uh, attacking the person. You want to attack the problem. Yeah. Right? I want to deal with the problem, that elephant, be it small or large. We want to deal with the problem instead of making a person feel belittled or embarrassed or really always feeling like they're being judged. Mm -hmm. and And that's one of the things... Another one of those things that I find difficult when I'm working with families through things is when the young person feels like they're judged all the time. They can't hear. They can't deal with the stuff that's going on because they don't trust that they'll ever be heard. So how can you help me deal with my elephant if I can't trust you? You can't. Yeah. So, again, we got some steps, everybody. There's some steps to follow. There's some ways to be encouraged. There's some things to think about because I think there's an elephant, by the way, in every room. 
Yeah. There's an elephant in every room. Some of the ra- some of the uh, elephants that we have in our culture, in the room of culture, is going to be racism, sexism, right? Those mm-hmm. are some major elephants Yeah, we don't deal with well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, bad politics. Uh, it could be anything. We have money matters that are elephants that we've got to work through. Um, our personal identity issues, those are elephants in the room. Why am I waiting for somebody else to talk to my son or daughter about these major topics? They should be talked about in the safety of a home first. Yeah. And then they can get everybody else's opinion. Yeah. But so, you know, like, so I should be able to say to Maddie as a college student, Hey, tell me, tell me what, how your parents talked about this, that, or the other. Pick, pick a topic, right? Mm-hmm. And she should be able to say, hey, well, this is what I heard my dad say, or this is what my mom and I talked about with that. Um, I would even, even if you've listened to them have a conversation, right? Um, your parents have been together for how long? They've been together since they were 13 and 14, and they're now 42 and 41. Excellent. Shout out to the parents (laughs) in California. Shout out to you guys. I hope there's no more snow going on there right now. Unfortunately, last night, but snow. Yeah. Last night. Yeah. This is April. Yes. And they had snow in Northern California last night. Yeah. Wow. Stay warm. (laughs) Stay warm, family. So, yeah. So the what we're how we're wrapping this up, Maddie, is is dealing with, you know, just saying, so your parents have been been together for you said, you yeah. say thirty or forty? Yeah, they're forty now. Okay, so they've been together almost almost thirty years. Almost thirty years. Yeah. Right. So when you've watched them, is there any question? I'm gonna just put you right on the spot on this one. Is there any question about them loving each other? Are you? Do you question that? Have you seen it? Yeah, uh, there is no question. They absolutely do love each other. And the reason why is because they've stayed strong through so much. Um, just That's excellent. Just ap- like the commitment that they have to each other. Yeah. I think they truly, you know, made a commitment when they were younger that they were going to stay together. They were going to protect each other and serve each other for their whole lives. Wow. You just, oh, um, commitment, protect, serve, mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Right? Beautiful, those words. So that behavior that you have seen, has it taught you something about relationships? Definitely. I think in my personal relationships, I definitely try to salvage them a lot more than maybe somebody else who has seen someone just break up with someone overly over something small. Right. Um, I think that I've gone through some pretty heavy topics in my relationships. Okay. Um that maybe somebody else would have walked away from. Yeah. And I definitely tried to salvage it. And there are some that aren't salvageable. Yeah. Um, or they're just, you know, not not made for you. But seeing what my parents have worked through and their commitment to working through it yeah. for years and having kids, that's definitely made me somebody that sees the value in long-lasting relationships and working through things. Because any type of relationship is not easy. Absolutely. And if it is easy, you're ignoring the elephant in the room. 
I love it. I love it. And so, and we're bringing this up really to look at how the take five is so important in that and how it affects our emotional and mental well-being. So you just gave a very healthy presentation of healthy emotional self just by watching the years you've been alive to watch your parents and just watching how they interact, watch how they they disagree, how they work it out. Again, that commitment to stick through something, to work through something and not just say, forget this. Yeah. You know, you got on my nerves one time too many. Right. And that happens. We yeah. know it. And so, again, we're just talking about what this young lady has experienced that has helped her emotional well-being because of learning how to deal with elephants in the room and not pretending that they're they're just not there. Yeah. I hear it. I see it. You know, I might even smell the elephant, but I'm still going to pretend he's not there. No, there's some dishonesty going on in you that you've got to work through. So every one of us, we want you to be challenged by the take five, and we want you to be encouraged to make changes. Yeah. Right? To make the change. If you're not practicing stillness, why not? Yeah. Do it. If you're not um, adjusting to not saying calm down and just recognize you need to find your calm, do it. Checking your confidence. Journal about it. Learning how to trust. Oh, they broke my heart. I'll never trust again. No, that's not good. We have to trust. You need it for life. Trusting is a life thing. Mm -hmm. We don't think about it, but it's sometimes very simple. We sat down on the sofas today and um, here at the studio and um, we don't, we weren't there when they put it together, but we trusted in whoever put this sofa together. We trusted in the, in the, in the owner of this office, this, this service. If we were going to sit on these sofas and we were not going to fall through down several floors because we are up on the sixth floor. Yeah. Right. We trusted. And some someone someone might think, well, trusting in a human and trusting in a chair are two different things. Your brain really doesn't know the difference. <laughs> okay, so, um, but your wellness definitely does. Yeah. So, yeah, I practice on the chair, and then I practice with a human because that's the relationship that's going to last. Humans give hugs. Sofas really don't, okay, no matter how much you spend on them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, this human can help talk me through a tough day. The sofa can't. The sofa is going to help me to maybe chill out. But the human, Maddie, she's going to help challenge me to, hey, maybe you need to forgive that person. Maybe you need to, maybe you need to say you were sorry. Maybe you were wrong. That's what the human's going to do. So I'm going to trust Maddie to help guide me through, mm-hmm. right? So keep that in mind. We got to deal with these elephants. We want everyone to take five. Do you have any last comments about this? No, I think just what you said, you know, really looking into yourself and thinking, am I doing any of these things and how can I change it? Because I think that a lot of times we don't think about practicing stillness and being in the moment that we're in. And I think that that's one of the major flaws in like our whole society is just kind of 
always thinking about what's next, what's in, what, what can I get next? What can I do next? Right. And right. we don't have to think about that right yeah. now. You know, we can just think about what we have, what we're grateful for. That's excellent. Know. Excellent. I appreciate that. Uh, I am grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming back on, talking about these fun topics. Though they can be tough, everybody, they're still very fun. Yeah. Because it's life. Yeah. And uh, I've enjoyed doing life with you over this take five. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. We appreciate you just hanging out with us, letting us talk about these topics again. Check, you know, you're welcome to leave your comments. You are welcome to go into the main section. We'll leave a place for you to look to get your own set of these cards because I really think you're going to like to have this um, in your, your, your bag, on your desk, on the dining room table so that everyone can learn how to practice these things. And this is something that's really easy to do. And, um, it's going to create some conversations that you probably are going to be surprised at. So bring this to your office, talk about it at school, talk about it at a family meal on vacation, road trip let's do it so yes please get your own set of these cards and we want everybody to take five and enjoy the life journey thanks for stopping by remember to share like comment and subscribe bye-bye bye